Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And welcome back to a holiday special episode, Thanksgiving episode, I guess, you know, since it is Thanksgiving, if you guys are listening on the day of this release, just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully everybody had enough turkey and stuffing and all those lovely sides that come with it. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Gonna talk a little sports. I'm not sure how how long we're gonna be talking. There's a couple things to talk about. Got a fight coming up this weekend. No, not UFC. No, not bare knuckles. Old man Mike Tyson and old man Roy Jones Jr. is fighting an exhibition fight. I want to touch on it a little bit because I saw the rules uh, this past weekend. It's pretty absurd. Um, gonna touch on a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles and the downward spiral that they're slowly going in as well as our blue picks at the end of the of the episode so before all that though after the episodes we we'll want you to keep listening obviously head over to staytunesports.net to follow all of our social media accounts over there as well as our merch um, tab is there if you saw on twitter joshua sobel our uh, truck series driver promoting our new trucks uh I race t-shirt that we added last week over on our um, zazzle.com store so like I said though the Saturday night we had uh, Mike Tyson coming out of retirement I think the last time he fought uh, was 2000 like 8 or 10 something like that but Roy Jones fought last in 2016 so he's more recent but either way both way past their prime um not even sure why they're doing this i mean tyson's got money jones has his commentary gig so he's got income coming in but uh this fight was supposed to happen in september but got pushed off because rumors were coming out that the pay-per-view buys were not really there yet so they want a little bit more time to be able to promote it and things of that nature and it seems like it's trending on the upward to be better than what it was uh, supposed to be in September but that's not the story here I want to talk about now I understand this is exhibition match it's always been considered an exhibition match between the two of them um, but the rules are a little weird if you ask me um, there's gonna be no judges now okay, supposedly there's gonna be no judges the state you know uh, fighting commission whoever sanctioned this said there will be no judges to score the fight 
Um, no headgear, but they will be wearing 12-ounce gloves. Um, no winner will be declared unless there's a knockout or a TKO. And this one right here is just absurd. If either fighter ends up getting a cut on their face, fight's over. So everyone that's going to be paying the pay-per-view money for this, all it takes is one little cut and all that money's gone. How many boxing matches have you guys seen that within the first one or two rounds, a fighter gets cut? I mean, these guys, especially Tyson, you know, seeing videos and pictures of him, it's pretty ripped. Has Still probably has the power that he did when he was younger to knock Jones out. He's going to cut him. And vice versa with Jones. I mean, Tyson's no you know spring chicken. You know, he's going to be easily cut too. The other rule too was uh, instead of the normal three round or three minute round fights, the rounds are going to be two minutes each. Now, right before I came on to record, um, Triller, which is the streaming service that's going to have the pay-per-view, released a statement saying about you know false rumors swirling around so they want to be crystal clear the wbc is scoring the fight there could be a knockout and there will be one winner anyone who says there's going to be no judging or no winner either does not understand the rules or has their own agenda unquestionably 100 percent oh the other thing too the rumor that was coming out was you weren't even able to take bets on this because it's an exhibition fight well, Triller said DraftKings is the betting partner and is taking bets on the fight in New Jersey, New Hampshire, and Illinois. The only difference in this fight is the gloves are 12 ounces, there are 8 rounds, and the rounds are 2 minutes rather than 3. That's the only difference. Either way, this fight card sounds like it's going to be a circus. You know, you have the YouTube... Uh, celebrity Jake Paul fighting a former NBA basketball player. Um, the commentary crew is Adonise from UFC, Mario Lopez. Um, the one commentator is, is well known from boxing, but it just seems like these are just Joe Schmoes getting together for a circus. And that's, that's what I think it's going to be. Uh, I was thinking about doing a live show like we did with the Notre Dame Clemson game. And I may still do it. Um, I'm definitely going to do one for the Notre Dame game on Friday night against North Carolina. Because, again, that should be a good football game. And college football rankings got released. Uh, Alabama won. Notre Dame 2. Clemson number 3. And Ohio State number 4. Maybe I'll save that for Friday night to, you know, keep with the theme. But uh, I got a lot of uh, opinions about that. And if you guys listen to the past few episodes, you know that I don't think Ohio State and Clemson should be in there because they have played less games. But back to the Tyson-Jones fight. Like I said, I, I, I think this is going to be a circus. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. I don't know 
what their agendas are for this. I don't know if Tyson wants to use this to try to get back into fighting at, what, 54 or 55 years old, however old, old he is. But it, it, it will be interesting to, to see how it all goes down, though. So, something else I, as far as the NFL goes, I want to get into, you know, or definitely, you know, past couple weeks, Philadelphia Eagles fans yelling for Carson Wentz to get benched and, you know, bring Jalen Hurts in. Well, this past weekend, um, Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores benched Tua in the fourth quarter when they were down. Uh, 20 to 10 and brought Fitzpatrick back in now let's not forget Fitzpatrick is the one that started the season as a starter and four weeks ago Tua came in took over the job from Fitzpatrick and including this past week's loss he is 3 and 1 now he's a rookie Flores better understand he's going to have growing pains and I don't understand what the thinking here of, of um, benching him. I mean, yeah, okay, he was struggling, but you, you, he was three and zero before this game. After this game, you're six and four, so he went three and one. You guys were five hundred team. He, he's bringing you closer to the Bills' record. Now you know they play the Jets this this week. And I just don't like that move to, to bench him, especially that late in the game. I mean, what's another quarter, you know? Now, he's played against very good college teams, but college to NFL we've seen is two different molds. It's a huge jump in talent. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't think Flores should have benched him, and he did. Flores did come out and say that it wasn't injury related; it was just that he thought Fitzpatrick gave him the best chance to win the game. Well, if that was the case, then why are you going back to Tua to start against the Jets? You may have just brought his confidence down just a little bit. And that's all it takes to, for a rookie. If you see it, like you know, a lot of. Um, quarterback gurus and coaches they always say a quarterback doesn't hit full stride until their fourth year in the NFL that they have total understanding of defenses and the pace of the game and all that stuff if you're going to put your rookie quarterback in there in the first year at any point of the year you better understand there's going to be repercussions if you bench him at some point in that first year Now, I kind of hope that he doesn't have a setback against the Jets now. You know, might be overthinking now, like, oh, okay. You know, if I, if I mess up too much, you know, he's going to put Fitzpatrick back in here. Now, you know, Brian Flores, he came from the Patriots with uh, Bill Belichick. And, you know, had Tom Brady for however many years. So he's not used to seeing adversity when it comes to quarterback play. He's used to seeing, you know, greatness, if you want to call it that. 
<clears throat> and how much was it his fault? You know, how much was it was was it to his fault? Because he was sacked six times. Where the past four games he was sacked four times. So again, you know, those hits, even on, on veteran quarterbacks, take a toll during a game. I mean, I always said when Philly played Dallas with Troy Aikman or Tony Romo, it seems like after two hits, those quarterbacks start speeding up their their internal clock a little bit and, and start making bad decisions. So, how about you start benching offensive linemen first or figure out quicker plays, you know, screens or quick slants Something to get the ball out quicker. So that way your rookie quarterback isn't getting hit as much as he was. So we'll see how that, that turns out for him um, this weekend when they play the Jets. I hope it doesn't affect him. I hope he bounces back and has a good game. Because, I, you know, I, even though he went to Bama, I kind of like the kid. Especially how he handled the, the Jalen Hurts... Um, him taking over the job from Jalen Hurts. He didn't let it get to his head. He, you know, still was the teammate, you know. So speaking of benchings and all that lovely stuff that's been going on with my lovely Philadelphia Eagles this past week against the Browns, just hard to get through. I mean, it's it, it was like, this season is like the worst movie ever out there. You know, my first movie that I ever took my, my wife to was Chappie. And you want to talk about a shitty, shitty movie. I'm surprised she was still wanted to see me after seeing that movie. That's how this game felt. It was so shitty for this offense. I mean, the offensive line was just terrible. Wentz got sacked five times, and not only got sacked five times, he got hit ten more times. So, minus the pick six that he threw, and I don't care what anybody says, most of, some of Twitter, Eagles fans were trying to defend him, saying, oh, that was on Richard Rodgers, he should try to block uh, Ward that came in off the safety blitz. He had Rieger wide open before Ward even took a step. And he was looking right at him, too. Now, I see, I saw yesterday um, a couple other people were saying there was a, a receiver above him that was a little open, but Rieger was, was the most open one of all of them. And then he just wanted to do a check down to Miles Sanders, but got hit from behind. Ball flowed it. Browns, linebacker, safety, whatever he was, Taki-Taki. Picked it off and ran it back for pick six. And, you know, I saw a quote from Dick Vermeil saying, this kid, Carson Wentz, has two years of over 100 quarterback rating. You just don't lose it like that. Um, he... Dick Vermeil pointed to the wide receiving crew 
and how bad the offensive line is playing. And this, to me, is Doug Peterson's fault. You know, Howie, Howie's part of this for not giving Carson some of the weapons instead of a good receiver in the draft and, you know, taking a second round. You could have picked a... You decided to pick Jalen Hurts. So, of course, you know, you, you had a figure this was going to, you know, eventually catch up to you. And for everybody screaming, let's start Jalen Hurts, let's start Jalen Hurts, what has he done when he has come in? He's thrown two passes and ran all the other times. So that either means he can't pass or the coaching staff doesn't have the confidence in him to throw passes. So defenses know now when he comes in, it's going to be a, a, a run. Stick one one defensive end to worry about him. Everybody else go after the running back. You know, Carson's not going anywhere. And if you bench him right now, Jalen Hurts ain't going to do much better. If anything, he'll he'll do worse. You know, Travis Fulgham, we all thought he was the, the next great thing. Where has he been the past couple, two, three weeks? He had two or three drops this past week. Um, Greg Ward is a disappointment this year. I really thought he would take an, a, a step up. And this whole Alshon Jeffrey thing, you, you kept him on the team, not the pup list, so he, he, he took up a roster spot for nine weeks. And since he's been back, he's been targeted three times with one catch. Three times with one catch. That could have been an extra offensive lineman spot. That could have been a better wide receiver, possibly, than what we've been running out there. You know, Quiz Watkins has been inactive because let's keep on putting Alshon out there. Maybe he'll start clicking at some point. It's not going to. Now, the one bright spot that I did see on the defense, you know, defense, the, the whole off, offside shit, that was getting on my nerves. I mean, overall, they did play well. They kept the team in there till the fourth quarter. You know, by that point, when your offense isn't moving the ball or doing anything, you're going to get tired. But the one bright spot that stood out to me, and I noticed him coming on the past couple weeks Alex Singleton our linebacker dude was a beast he was all over the place I think he had a either caused a fumble or, or had a fumble but he, he led the team in tackles the week before he had an awesome game this week you know maybe maybe we'll see we finally found our, our starting linebacker and get rid of Nate Gary but as far as a team as a whole, rumors are starting to float around that the seat is starting to get a little bit hot here for Dougie P. Um, Adam Kaplan came out on Monday and said that Jeffrey Lurie has not been happy with this team since the Dallas loss and that if things don't get going, there will be changes in January. And then 
yesterday I saw Adam Schefter say on top of that that if the Eagles don't win the division there will be coaches changing now does that mean from top to bottom or does that mean Peterson's going to have to get a, a whole new staff but if Doug Peterson doesn't give up play calling soon he may lose his job and rightfully so I've said for two years, I think Deuce Daly would be a very good offense coordinator. Because the thing is, Doug want, Doug has Andy Reid complex. He wants to pass 50 times a game. And you can't. You need a balanced offense. Whether it's 30 passes, 20 rushes, or 25-25. You, know, you need some of a balance. You can't have 50 passes to 10 rushes. Especially when you have Miles Sanders averaging six yards a carry. I mean, when they were running against the Browns this past weekend, they were moving the ball. They go to pass, offense stalls. Why not run until they stop you? One, it keeps your defense fresh, and it tires their defense out. Sets up the play action. Sets up the play action to roll out Carson, because we know Carson is more accurate on the outside. He's not a pocket passer. Sorry, but he's not. And then this week, this Monday night, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Not expecting much. I, I mean, I got work early. I may not even watch the game. I may just wake up and see what the score is. But like, eh, okay, we lost another one. But if Doug wants to save his job and get Carson back to 2017-2018 Carson, he's got to give up the playing abilities. Because that's not his strength whatsoever. And it's showing now. So, before we go, we are going to do our weekly blue picks. And here is your blue picks of the week, brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. So this is our, our blue picks, our blowouts, our locks, and our upset picks that we've been doing since week one. Been pretty fun, I'm not sure, like I said every week, uh, how good I've been doing. But uh, just a little rundown, blowouts are when a team loses or beats another team by nine points or more a lock is the obvious upset is when the underdog is an underdog by five points or more and win against their opponent so this week kicking off my blowout pick i have the raiders over the falcons raiders are favored by three raiders almost beat the chiefs um this past week seems like the raiders have finally put a team together a young team as long as I think they should keep their car around because there was talk that maybe this might be if uh, for him in uh, Las Vegas after this year but he's you know finally clicking he's got the team going and 
Falcons just lost to the Saints without Drew Brees playing. It's shown that they, they can't beat the good teams. And the Raiders are a very good team. I see the Raiders completely blowing them out this week. For my lock, I have Miami over the Jets. I kind of talked about a little bit earlier in the show about Tua. I think he has a, a comeback game here. Miami's favorite by seven. Um, and the last time they, they played, Miami beat them 24-0. Uh, I think that was... That might have been Tua's first game. Because that was uh, about two, three weeks ago. So, I expect the same outcome. Jets are just terrible. I think... I saw something say, what has a better chance of happening? The Jets going 0-16 or the Steelers going 16-0? And I see the Jets going 0-16 before we see the Steelers 16-0. For my upset pick, I have the 49ers over the Rams. 49ers are plus 7. San Fran won the first meeting 24-16. And I just don't think the Rams are as good as the record shows. I've said it for a while. Jared Goff is an okay quarterback. I don't think he deserves that contract he got. But San Fran's a little bit more healthier this uh, this time around too compared to the first time they played um, each each other. So I, I think the 49ers are going to upset the Rams for a second time this year. So I think that's going to be it for this week. I hope you and your family have a very safe and good Thanksgiving. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.